Welcome to the Pasta Wasteland podcast, your home for indie horror news. I'm Rob. And I'm Bri. And here is a look at this month in indie horror. So we're going to start off with a strong one. Production company Wagyu Films are gearing up for the release of their indie horror film, Older Gods, which is currently on the festival circuit and releasing later this year. It's described as a Lovecraftian descent into madness. The synopsis is as follows. After the disappearance of his troubled friend, American Chris Rivers travels to the remote Welsh countryside to investigate what happened, leading him to a dark apocalyptic cult. I don't know about you guys, but this is right up my street and you can visit the website at oldergodsmovie.com to see a really cool behind the scenes featurenet, as well as the trailer and a link to the making of podcast with Gerald Buckfield, who recorded the sound and composed the soundtrack. Some really exciting stuff going on with this film, so check out the website and the link in our description and just show this some support for the Wagyu film guys as well. I went to the London Horror Society Indie Horror Mix Rally this week and met director Holly Causa and producer Neve Parker-Whitehead, who are currently funding for a short film called Behind the Screams. I like what they did there. Behind the Screams takes place on the set of a horror movie, and the synopsis is as follows. While filming in the historic London pub, a director is tormented by more than spirits as she is confronted with the realities of being a woman in the film industry. Inspired by the creator's real experiences of being women working in film, the crew have an ambitious funding goal on Greenlit and would love any support in making it happen. I had a really awesome night speaking to Neve and Holly and it's clear they're going to go into huge things in the very near future. So it's well worth showing your support, whether on the Greenlit site or via the social links in our description. And our final piece of news for this month is that a new horror anthology book called We're Here will be coming out in June. All proceeds will go to The Trevor Project, which is an American non-profit which provides 24-7 crisis support services to LGBTQ young people. And here's some more information. For the marginalised and oppressed, the expression of dread varies greatly. There has been no safer place than art to communicate such powerful thoughts and feelings. And never have these voices been so embraced as in the horror genre, hence the existence of this important book. We're Here, an anthology of LGBTQ horror, is comprised of 12 stories. We're Here boldly speaks its mind, presents older new horrors and celebrates the beautiful spectrum of otherness. Even in fiction, we live our traits. The contributing authors are Judith Sonnet, Hayley Piper, Angelique Jordana, Ruth Anna Evans, Michael R. Collins, Samika Solson, Evan J. Peterson, Dan B. Fierce, Pippa Bailey, Anton Kankra, James Lefebvre, Jason Lavelle. The book will be available on Godless and Amazon on June 16th, and I can't wait to get hold of a copy. Fab. Right, so let's move on to the film that we're looking at for this month. So obviously we uh, received this film because we opened up our submissions, is that correct? Yeah, um, so we are quite aware that like for the first two episodes of our indie horror podcast, uh, things weren't quite so indie. We were um, liars. <laughs> yeah, but we're not going to be liars anymore, dear listeners. We're going to be truthful people. Mm-hmm. True to our word. <laughs> true to our word, true to our concept. And um, I guess that's where Slash Lorette Party comes in. Yeah, so we recently found out about the indie horror film platform New Village Video, which is described as your local rental store on the internet. So New Village are passionate about cinema and committed to bringing you the very best in modern grindhouse, art house and indie genre films from around the world. 
we chose to look at a 2020 film called Slasherette Party, which brought all the campy 80s horror vibes we never knew we needed. Yeah, the synopsis is as follows. A bride-to-be is taken to a woodland cabin for a bachelorette party, but little does anyone know that she really doesn't want to get married anymore. This would have made for an awkward weekend if it wasn't for the masked maniacs showing up and killing the guests. So, like, I feel when I want to talk about a film like this, I just want to spill everything. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is what I love. This is what I hated. This is what I really want to talk about. But I think we'll try and be a little bit structured for people that haven't watched it. Um, this won't be a spoiler-free review. So if you did want to watch it first, obviously do that and then come back to hear what we thought about it. Fab. So what was your favourite scene? Okay, so I think it's like worth saying first, I love a camp kind of slasher. I feel like all slashers are a bit camp, like especially the ones made in the 80s. And if I'm thinking back to like my favourite scene, um, so I think for the purposes of answering this question as well, so you've got the bride whose name is Brie. Brie. Like the cheese. Um, <laughs> and you've got this kind of hugely asshole husband called Dolph. Like Dolph's Wait, a real that asshole name. name? Dal- Dalton. And then everyone called him Dolphin for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Dolph. Dalton, Dolph, Delph. Yeah. We'll call him Dolph. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dolph like Dolphin, but definitely not the same kind of vibe as a Dolphin because he's just a complete Dolphin douchebag. Dolphin to mean. Oh, really? Yeah, dolphins are dead tight. Oh, well, maybe he does have the same personality as a dolphin. Yeah. Maybe that's where the name came from. Maybe. Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 Okay, so anyway, my favourite scene, how can I even pick? Like, I think you have to watch this film and just know it's going to be camp and just like, it's a very low budget, very camp, but just a hugely good time. I think my favourite scene... It's the one with the Wi-Fi guys that randomly turn up. Like, I don't really know. I know what you're going to say. Right? <laughs> what do you think I'm going to say? You, I liked the part of the Wi-Fi scene when you just start screwing the outside oh, yeah. of the windows <laughs> and there's no screws there. And I was like, and they were like, what are you doing here? Well, he's obviously not screwing your windows, is he? He's here for the Wi-Fi. I don't <laughs> know why he's doing that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, because I get that Wi-Fi people probably have to like put a cable in randomly. Yeah, but yeah, he's definitely just overhearing this whole conversation and just being like a really nosy bugger. He's earwigging. He's earwigging, mm. um, which kind of, I guess, it comes out later that there is a kind of connection, quite a loose connection, I think. But we'll get onto that yeah. in a minute. <laughs> like, I think my favourite scene actually as well is there's this stripper that's randomly supposed to come to this bachelorette party, I right? love him. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't want to strip anymore. And He's fed up with just being abused. <laughs> and the woman at the agency is like, well, you're definitely going. And she rings him up. He's like, who do I have to strip for? Men? Women? Children? And she's like, fuck that. Why would you, <laughs> oh, yeah, she why goes, you strip the children? <laughs> I thought that was like a really funny line. And like, there are a few kind of laugh out loud moments, um, some of which are just due to it being a bit camp and crazy. Um, and some are just like really, really good writing. Uh, so they're two scenes I really enjoyed. Obviously, moving on to like a lot of the kills and stuff we'll talk about. But they're just scenes that are kind of in my head. How about you? I really like the accidental like snuff film that is in oh. a random part <laughs> of it. So basically they find a camera and it's all a bit, mm-hmm. you know, two people get a bit frisky. Like frisky. they get distracted from something that they're going to be doing possibly yeah. searching for something. Yeah. 
and um, basically he accidentally makes his own snuff film yeah. for a little bit. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's funny. That was it. Yeah, because <laughs> this woman really wants to film the camera and she's like, oh, like being really cheeky, like, oh, no, don't film me, but film me. Yeah. And he, he just wants to obviously get laid. And he's chasing her through this really weird haunting forest with this huge 80s camera. Mm. And, I mean, you know what happens, it's very... Like very telling, very telling. Someone becomes slightly naked and then dead. <laughs> I think the stabby, like machete kill, is is probably arguably one of the best kills. I think so. Do you know? I was thinking back to the kills today after watching it yesterday, and I was like, why do so many people lose their arms? Like a lot of people have their arms cut off. Yeah, <laughs> I think the scariest kill that I'd actually, I'll be honest, like the whole film I never thought that I'd be scared. No. But do you know when they slowly stab, is it the, might be the best man or it might be the only nice guy in it, and he slowly oh, yeah, it's forces like the knife slick. into him on the floor. Yeah. I was like, oh, I actually did oh, go, no. oh, God, that's awful. <laughs> I don't know why. I know what you mean. You kind of put yourself, even though it's laugh out loud, practical effects and like, Weird plasticky stumps. I never, yeah, I never thought that it would have gave me that sort of reaction, <laughs> but it did. It, it actually really unsettled me that one. It's quite visceral. Mm. That's a good word, right? Visceral. I, I think it was just so different in comparison to the other kills that mm-hmm. were very silly and you know over the yeah. top. I just thought that one actually was quite haunting. It was quite haunting, and like it's really interesting actually to pick up maybe a bit of a difference of what expectations because obviously we watch a slasher it's just like mindless fun right we all know the kind of way that it goes counting down the deaths and counting down things like that Mm. but it kind of had like an interesting perspective on mental illness i think that if we look back to 2020 i think there was more discussions about mental illness i think that and incels which Mm. is obviously a key thing later on i think the idea of incels is a really interesting one i mean i'm gonna <laughs> i wrote down a few lines that just like really rubbed me the wrong way like on purpose because obviously he's a huge douchebag oh so, dalton dalton dolphin d-bag douchebag the first 15 minutes when they get to that cabin he chats the most utter shit it's yeah. unreal and he is i at first was a bit like i don't know he's got quite a cheeky smile off i was like oh he's a bit <laughs> he's a bit fit but he's not no. He's I a mean, meanie. Maybe the actor's fit, but he was... Yeah, the character definitely wasn't The fit. character was awful. Red flag Just vibes. unnecessarily <laughs> rude, crude, everything. Well, here's some, where, like, here's some sentences that I wrote down. Because um, obviously Brie is struggling with her mental health um, and she's a bit distant from him and doesn't want to be intimate. So as soon as she says, oh, I've been seeing my therapist, he starts saying things like, so you do feel better? Does that mean we can fuck now? This is what your therapist should be telling you what to do. This is part of your wifely duties. And that was like, oh, that's icky. That yeah. makes me feel like, oh. There was a lot of, like, oppression towards women in it. Like, all yeah. of the blokes were like, well, we're in a cabin, so yeah. we, we down the fuck. But like, nobody really... Yeah, th- that was discussed quite a lot. There was a lot about, uh, like, oppression of women, but then it was also, like, m- male expectations was quite mm. a big narrative in the film i think it was an interesting perspective because obviously they could have just gone full slasher stock characters and like they went 80 percent that but they tried to kind of imbue it with a bit more personality and a bit more about that around those subjects so i found that quite interesting um for sure but you you're gonna hate dolph i think if you have a brain you'll hate dolph 
and that's kind of um the character he's meant to be so <laughs> i guess that leads quite nicely on to our favorite character it wasn't Dolph. let me say that mine was a stripper the stripper mm. and he has such a small part he as well small, i liked his hair and his little <laughs> i liked his outfit i really liked his tight um, underpants i did i think it was the <laughs> he comes in and it's like a copper and they're like he's not a real policeman <laughs> yeah. i thought that was really funny that mm-hmm. everyone just kind of stood there and was like oh put your hands up and then they're yeah. like he's not a real policeman <laughs> it's quite like a pivotal scene as well isn't it where like they really do need a policeman do you know what it reminded me of what you ever seen um that meme of this isn't a, a swimming pool this is a bathtub lady <laughs> that's what it reminded me of yeah i think i yeah i really like the stripper as well i think in terms of the main characters there are a few which were definitely just like there to be killed what the three friends that were already at the cabin yeah, the three friends ordered the cabin. There's that one girl who's like randomly tried to get off with Dolph later. Oh in no, the thing. He, he she was his side bitch. He said he references uh, her. Yeah. At the, oh yeah, the yeah side earlier bitch on, he's like, I got a side bitch. <laughs> she's like, you give great head, but you're not a wife material. And yeah, like, and she's oh. like, well, I'm gonna tell her. And he was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, don't do that. No, don't do it. Visit PassTheWasteland.com to join our email community. We are building exclusive content that will be delivered straight to your inbox twice a month. No spam, no hard sales. Just exciting indie horror content, news and interviews, plus giveaways and exclusive extras. Only available in your inbox. Join us now and open a whole new world of indie horror. Do you know who I actually thought was quite iconic? Mm -hmm. It's the the therapist. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't realise she's played by an ex-porn star as well, which I thought was really funny in real life. What a legend. I know. <laughs> she's what gone a from fucking like, legend. <laughs> she's gone from porn to 80s slashes vibes, and I really loved that. And to start with, I was thinking, why is this woman overstepping the line so much? In all of their meetings, she's like, yeah, just dump this man, blah, blah, blah. Getting really into it. If my if my therapist overstepped the line like that, I'd be a bit like, oh. Yeah, she was like for the girlies, wasn't she? <laughs> she was, she was like, leave him bestie. Yeah, and then turned up and was like, I'd do anything for her. She's, she's a great person. Like, she's my best friend. And then by the end, that's all kind of flipped over when do she's you, actually... <laughs> do you think it was like very Jason for his mum vibes? Yeah, I think... So. My I think... boys. That was one of <laughs> my, my favourite um, lines, actually. I didn't think... I totally forgot about that line when she goes, they are my patients and also... My boys. Yeah. I was like, yes. What a line delivery. <laughs> no, I love that too. So she was definitely my favourite character. Um, I'll tell you who weren't my favourite characters, and I think it's more that they were definitely just placed in the film a bit wrong. It's very 80s Sasha vibes, but the strippers, like, I get that they're there. Like, you're going to have a bit of nudity in these kind of films, like 80s vibes. But I feel like just as the story was getting going a little bit, it cut back to, like, the strippers just, like, in the shower bouncing their bums they were just naked there was just yeah. like yeah i thought um there's a lot of boobies there's a yeah. lot of ass <laughs> and it's definitely it was do you remember the, the unreleased back of like video shops yeah, or yeah. dvd shops where you could rent the really indie stuff like i watched maniacal and yeah. i used to be obsessing like proper like old school video nasties with a lot of sex and gore. Yeah. It was very much like that. So yeah. if that's what you're into, like really silly, um, obscure kind of shocking dialogue and loads of boobies, 
you'll love it. Yeah. Um, I think I'm just going to go through and because you said about dialogue, I think I'm just going to read out a few. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, just to give you a bit of a flavour of like the dialogue and what you can expect. Um, you want to fight me for a bro? Oh, do you remember when he was like, fam? Fam. <laughs> yeah, you bro. Fight me? You want to fight me for a uh, What else? Um, if you do something to embarrass me, you will regret it. Slap. Oh, yeah. He was like threatening the whole time, isn't it? Yeah. So that really put me off, and obviously it's the 80s. No, wait, it's not the 80s. It's 80 vibes, but they had mobile phones, right? So it's just a homage. Mm. But the way that that the maid of honor is called Alexa, right? But anytime anyone gave her an order, it just reminds me of people talking to their Amazon Alexa. Yeah, I like, thought that. <laughs> Alexa, go get me a coffee. When like, she was oh. like, Alexa, I want to get fucked up. I was like, how's that How's that going to do? <laughs> yeah. I did. Yeah, there was a couple of times when she was shouting Alexa. Alexa, I'll be honest to her, was one of the girlies. Because when they were all, <laughs> her, her two best mates, she chose them very, very well. I thought they looked really similar as well. Like when they were snogging, I was like, oh, I thought they were the same person. But um, basically Alexa is at the table and sticks up for it. And is like, don't even talk about her. And it's like, yeah. yeah, don't let anyone gossip about your best mates when you're there because a she's friend... a good girly. Yeah, a friend to all is a friend to none, guys. Yeah, that's very true, and that's that's some life advice from Bryony there. We live by that. Me and yeah, <laughs> say it again, say it again, say it again. <laughs> a friend to all is what? A friend to all is a friend to none. Like, damn loyalty. <laughs> <I love that. laughs> um, and I think just like. A really, really random last bit from one of the killers was, I didn't want this. Yes, you did. You told me with your eyes. I remember that. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, I met you once. You're fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> it was really insane. That, like one of these killers is obviously a son. Like that's, we're, we're not doing a spoiler free, but the son, one of the killer sons randomly sees her in a hallway. And no, it's in the therapist. In the therapy room. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's like, yeah, I've seen you once, so now you want to kill for me, and I told you all these things with my eyes. If our eyes could tell that many things, I think we'd be in trouble. Mm. I imagine if I just looked to you and you can imagine all my thoughts. Yeah, but you do. We do, <laughs> oh, no. we do, do that. Oh, no. You do this, like, little side look. And Stan's <laughs> noticed it now. Oh, no. Yeah, one of our other friends has noticed it. Occasionally, Rob and me will, like, do, like, a, a look and... I don't know. It works. And now people have started to notice it. Like, oh, no. so you guys doing like the lock. And I we was need like, a new look. Yeah. It needs to be more secret. Yeah. Because a look to all is a look to none. Yeah. Right. Okay. Who is your least favourite character? I think I already kind of skipped over that by saying, obviously, Dolph and the strippers were my least favourite characters. Oh, mine was the uh, guy in the shorts and the wife beater. Oh, I completely forgot his name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know exactly who he His whole thing was that he will talk to women about anything they want, just get them into bed, and like it comes twofold when he has to have a talk about astrology. Yeah. Again, is it astrology or yeah, astrology? Oh, yeah. I'll talk about anything to get them into bed, but then I'll tell them everything that's wrong. He was just a complete. Yeah. He cab. had really horrible lines. They also mm-hmm. called. The two guys, I, I, one of my favorite um, scenes is when he, she's like, get ready, go ahead, son. And he takes off his full boiler suit. And, oh my God, he's going to abuse them or something. But he doesn't. He's then like, hi, my name's Dave. 
Yeah. I like cuddling on my couch with I a hot cup of cocoa. I really like that scene. Because you expect him to like, take it off and have like a killer suit or something like yeah. killer vibes, and he's just got a tuxedo. He's like, right, I'm gonna be like a good, a good man. Yeah, you speed dating. Let's speed dating in an incel kind of way. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, did you see the ending coming? I think the ending's quite polarizing from what I was looking at. Um. No, I didn't get it as well when she woke up from the dream. Mm. I, I really struggled with that part of the storyline. Um, and like, I remember the therapist kind of foreshadowed it by saying that she really was kind of like selfish and things. Mm. And I think you're rooting for her for, the, for most of it, but she then kind of does make a bit of a horrible Choice. human decision, yeah. I guess. It might be like a more realistic thing. I saw it kind of as, so again, go watch it if you haven't seen it because this is the last time I'm going to say that these are spoilers. The fact that she still ends up after all of that, still ends up with Dolph, it kind of gave me the feeling of when people just can't escape their partners. Like however horrible they are, however like how much shit goes down, they can't escape their partners. And so I found it quite a sad ending. I find it quite sad and I think... She's not her true self in the sense mm. of, I think she openly says at one point that she's a lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's probably why you're not sleeping with the babe. Yeah. It's like, those tools are not doing the job. Yeah. It's like, he's just <laughs> not getting you going. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't, I, I did struggle with bits of that. And I think I wanted, it sounds awful, I think I wanted a happy ending for the other um, killer. The other killer. Yeah, yeah. I did a little bit. Yeah. Bless him, he didn't want to do anything. No, he just wanted a date. Little girlfriend. Yeah, he did. Oh, he did. It was a bit weird when Dave was like, I want the little one. I was like, eh! <laughs> <laughs> Why is he saying it like that? <laughs> fucking weirdo. And he's like, if I don't get the little one, I'll have the redhead. It was fucking hell, all right. That is the chain of like what he's into. Yeah, I want the little one first, otherwise redhead, otherwise I guess I'll go for Brie. Yeah, nobody wanted Brie. <laughs> nobody wanted Brie. Like, yeah, none of the killers wanted Brie, but all of the, the other people did. It was it was random, it was complex. I didn't see the ending coming either, and I thought it was a bit sad, definitely. Um, so, <laughs> what did you think about the cheese factor? I love the cheese factor. Yeah. I um, And I there was a line in it as well that was, oh my God, he looks like Jason Myers. And I remember <laughs> seeing a film called Maniacal, mm. um, which is also a similar vibe of right. like that like cheesiness. Mm-hmm. It's got the girl next door from uh, American Pie in it, you know, the exchange oh, yeah. student, she's uh-huh. in it. And her friend also does that thing where she's like... Um, Jason Myers. And it's, I, I don't know. I just find stuff like that, like one that little trope where it's like you don't know the names of yeah. the killers. I don't know. I find that hilarious. I think you it's great. That. Yeah. That's one way to... Yeah, I think... <clears throat> like, I'm into like two types of horror film, either like really serious, like really kind of like gross or deep. Like when we saw Infinity Pool, like it was kind of <laughs> gross and deep. Mm-hmm. Didn't really make much sense, but it was like full on like... Ugh. You love body horror, don't you? Yeah, like body horror and all that kind of thing. And then on the other side of the scale, it's just like camp ridiculous, I lo- low I budget. Love... Like, 
I don't know. I think we should have definitely watched it together as well. Yeah. <laughs> like we watched it separately because our schedules, like, that makes us sound super popular and like so busy, busy people. Um, yeah, just just life. But I think it's definitely the kind of film that you'd want to watch with friends. Yeah. Maybe yeah, with a few bevies. I'll definitely, I've got Maniacal on DVD because I used to do, and you should start doing this. Uh-huh. I used to do this thing where I would, if I was traveling, if I was going up north and I was in like, Wales or like North Wales like and they have like these they still have like mini DVD shops okay and there's one in the Wirral as well and what I'll do is I'll go in there and I'll look for the cheapest silliest looking <laughs> DVD and I'll buy it yeah and then I'll watch it with friends that sounds amazing yeah and you can do it at like charity shops as well mm-hmm. and you'll find like summer that's just another really good way of doing that is uh not just for horrors but any sort of like action gangster low budget films right oh my god like, there's tons of them mate, they're so good <laughs> there's like they are so i watched um one at the minute it probably isn't low budget actually but it was a real it ticked all the boxes of like if you've seen any uk gangster film in the past <laughs> 10 years or 20 years and it's called Avengemen, and that ticked every Avengement. box. Avengemen. Okay. And it's got guys in it from Lots of Two Spoken Barrels, uh, Rise of Foot Soldiers. <laughs> um, it's got um, people from This Is England in it, and they <laughs> zoom in as the character enters as if it's like a pantomime. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I loved it. He's behind you. I love stuff like that. I love anything yeah. that's a bit silly, definitely references to to its audience like this, like mm-hmm. with the Jason Myers joke. Yeah. It is a really, really good time. And like, I'd recommend it, as I say, in that setting, especially just with friends. Um, and the good thing about New Village Video as well is that you can just stream it straight off the site for a few quid. And yeah, I think it would just be a really fun thing to maybe watch with friends. Um, if you're in a silly mood, something that's just kind of really, I guess, relaxing. It's one of those like comfy kind of horror things. There's no real threat because... No, I mean, apart from the slow stabbing. The slow stabbing really <laughs> freaked me out. Yeah, that's, that's awful. Threat, so. But also, like, I think if you're going to, if you, if you're going to rent uh, a film definitely do it off these smaller platforms that have got a pay a paywall yeah these gated sites as well like probably are helping um a lot of indie creators to get mm-hmm. money and get their film seen so definitely just have a look through and see if there's anything that catches your eye yeah let's say hopefully we'll have the new village video people on when we start doing interviews we'll have a little chat with them and we can learn some more about it as well yeah i think that would be fun and uh cheeky little uh, request here if anyone does want to hop on for a chat, anyone in the horror community, we usually do this at the end, but I think it's worth staying here as well. If you've got a little film or if you're in a horror project or doing anything like that, definitely get in touch with us via the links in the description because we'd love to have you on and talk to you about your horror stuff. Yeah, we record in a studio now, so... Yeah, we were recording in the studio, so if you're local to Portsmouth, you can hop on in. Yeah. Or we have a setup where we can actually do remote interviews well, instead of kind of fumbling with our... <laughs> technical yeah. issues because neither of us are technical shout out to Southsea Sound for actually being technical yeah Andy's a legend <laughs> Andy's definitely a legend so that's Slasherette Party we'll leave the link in the description to the New Village video website um, a direct link to Slasherette Party so you can have a little watch uh, with the girlies and the friends um, and then yeah so let's talk about quickly anything else we've been doing in the horror world what have we been doing what's your new obsession I've got a couple. So there's a new ARG on TikTok at the minute and it is called A Need for Steve. Uh-huh. And it is uh, 
Steve was hired by this kind of aloof company. It's a little bit strange. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is redacted when he shows his uh, contract. Don't really get the ins and outs of what his role really is. But he basically just has to talk about any abnormal things that are going on in the complex that he works at. Right. After a while, we start to notice there's a couple of creepy things start coming out of the uh-huh. shadows and appearing in hallways and spectres and Uh-oh. things that you don't want to see if you are a fan of uh, the back rooms or liminal spaces or anything like that. And at the moment, he's actually missing. Oh. So... Steve! 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 <laughs> and if you go on the TikTok, there's a playlist that goes from start to finish of his whole journey right. in the job. And they are basically asking you, can you figure out the mystery? So it... It's very liminal space. Anyone that's a fan of liminal spaces, any previous ARGs mm-hmm. um, has TikTok, <laughs> uh, <laughs> likes anything to do with the back rooms. I'm obsessed with it. But also yeah. the Stanley Paradox, right. which was a game uh, that came out a couple of years ago and I can't remember the exact time that it came out, but basically it has similar vibes to it. Um, and the narrator touches on that uh, Steve's kind of weak-willed and says a couple uh, of mean things about him and it's it's really good it's kind of like somebody said in the comments it's like the stanley paradox mixed with the blair witch and i was like that is sick and a really good way of explaining so cool. it um but yeah you can we'll link it in the description but i'm i'm baffled i actually <laughs> that's don't know that's obsession number one i actually just found out about the stanley paradox and i really need to play it it's well god i just found out about it on like a lost i don't know what it was i think it was like a creepy game mm. it was about like what happens when you go outside the limits of your world it's so that's actually quite unsettling and and yeah sad oh maybe well <laughs> we're here for a good time so maybe we'll play that before our next podcast and just <laughs> be completely sad but, but happy I'm, it's I'm obsessed with <laughs> horror games at the minute so yeah. i'm playing hellblade mm-hmm. which came out a long time ago well not right. a long time ago probably years ago mm-hmm. they are making uh the second one mm-hmm. um but that probably won't be done until 2024 okay um so if you you have to wear headphones, all of the whispering and the sounds oh, no. <laughs> go all around you. It's oh, really, really atmospheric cool. and it's gorgeous. Yeah, I really like it. I'm obsessed with it. What um, platform is it on? I'm playing it on an Xbox Series S, mm-hmm. and it's on Game Pass, so it's free if you oh, have Game Pass. Okay. So, um, what's the what's the vibe of it? Uh, so she's a Celtic warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of but she hears voices that are basically telling her to go back and that they don't believe in her and that right. she's cursed. Mm-hmm. Um, and her father vowed that he would guide her in this world and the next. Okay. So he helps you through. Your mother, you can speak to her in the walls and things. It's quite, it's ace. Uh, but basically the whole story is, is that you are a warrior that is going into Hellhind, which is Viking hell, to okay. collect your... Um, partner's soul right. to save him from damnation and bring him home. That sounds cool. That sounds like it's like quite emotional as well as yeah. being a bit kind of atmospheric stuff. So, yeah, I mean, you've just given me a whole list of things I need to check out. So, I'm sure the listeners will appreciate it too. Um, do let us know if you play Hellblade, <laughs> watch Slasher at Party, um, or even play The Stanley Paradox. Um, I think. And a need for Steve. A need for Steve, yeah. I mean, that's 
definitely top of my list. I'm obsessed with liminal spaces and back rooms. I love <laughs> There's something comforting like about that. that. Um, I think we should do a liminal space episode one day. Mate, empty churches, <laughs> anything. Yeah. Like, just... Empty hospitals. Oh, mm. no. I like me and one of my other friends have started sharing like weird videos we've been finding as well. One of them's an AR one. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there's just, that's also like really spooky and scary that like it's a simulation. Oh, mm. yeah. Well, hold that thought. I'm sure we have more of that kind of thing to come. Um, I'd love to talk about more like down that road. Mm. That is when I will not stop speaking because I'm obsessed. Yeah, you're obsessed with AI at the minute. <laughs> obsessed with AI. I'm obsessed with liminal spaces. And like, if they come together, then like, wow, mm-hmm. I will not stop. <laughs> um, okay, well, we're actually off to go and watch The Evil Dead today. Go Bella Natalia. <laughs> we go to Bella Natalia <laughs> and Evil Dead. It's like a date night. But yeah, please do get in touch with any of your horror news, any of your horror finds. And if you're working on anything, we'd love to give you a shout out. And don't forget, we also have our emails that go out twice a month. So if we can't fit you on the podcast one month, but you need to get some news out, get in touch. We're available on all social platforms, all linked in the description. And yeah, goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.